how do I best navigate my life so that I am the creator of this life that I really love versus how do I stay in the life that I don't really love, but I'm too scared to let go of for a thousand different reasons. Hello, and welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast. My name is Tina Conroy. I am so grateful you are here. As a professional intuitive medium, Reiki master, and yoga teacher, my intention is to explore intuition so you can gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. I honor your spiritual growth. Thank you for listening. Today on the podcast, do I have a treat for you? My guest, Katie Kremitzos, will be speaking about courage, stepping into courage, releasing fear, and listening to her intuition. Katie is the founder of the Women's Meditation Network. Katie is also a dear friend of mine, and I coached with Katie for over two years when she was running Biz Women Rock. Katie gets raw and real, vulnerable, and shares with us her story, how she let everything go. Biz Woman Rock, her growing community, her thriving business, and her podcast. And she did it by listening, by listening deeply to her intuition. I cannot wait to share this interview with you. Welcome, Katie, to the Intuitive Woman Podcast. How are you? Hey, Tina. I'm so good. Thank you for having me here. You know, when I speak to you, it's like we could talk forever. I'm so excited. <laughs> I this think we've is... already, before we pressed record, I think we've been chatting for almost an hour, maybe. <laughs> That's true. That's true. When we get to talking, we want to keep talking. So I am so excited to have you back on the podcast. Welcome back. Thank you. And I'm excited to share with you, share the listeners, all the new and exciting things that have been going on for you and to take them back a little bit. So for some, they may not have listened to a previous recording. So can you share a little bit about where you were, what you're doing now, and as we look forward to the future? Yeah. So if you listen to me on uh, one of the previous Intuitive Woman podcast shows. I'm sure I was. I think. I think one of the first ones we were talking about, like what my religious slash spiritual upbringing had been and all that stuff. Uh, most definitely, kind of the timestamp back then was that um, I was a mom of one and was very heavy into and excited about my business called Biz Women Rock, which uh, was a podcast that I started back in 2014. Um, it gave birth to a whole business that I was able to uh, really live into supporting women entrepreneurs as they were growing their businesses. Um, I did that through being a one-on-one coach and strategist. I produced masterminds, live events, online education, all that good stuff. And so that was sort of the snapshot uh, over the past couple of years. And then um, probably since that uh, that has happened, uh, fast forward, my life looks pretty darn different. I, um, I now have two kids, <laughs> uh, mom of two girls now. I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old. And um, I no longer have the Biz Women Rock podcast, and I no no longer actually have the Biz Women Rock business. Um, I now have an entirely different podcast and business called the Women's Meditation Network, and 
really spend my time is pretty much spent managing mostly momming right now. And then also um, the the time that I dedicate to business is really spent on everything for the Women's Meditation Network. So I can use that podcast as a really great way to help women connect with themselves, uh, shine their lights really bright in this world and live lives that are true to them and what they love to be and to do in this world. So and it's a massive story and a not so perfect one that on how I got from that to here. You're talking to my people because the the women in this community are all about living in their truth, creating that life that they want so much to be part of and support. And, you know, they love meditations. They love prayer. They're, they're into all that stuff. And so... There's so many women though that are always struggling with, are they doing it right? Or how do they make a difference? Or are they in purpose? And so I think it's that allowing themselves to let go of fear. So fear is a big one, Mm. you know, especially, you know, we're still in the first couple of weeks of the new year and we all want to make these changes or make these shifts. You can call it intention. You can call it resolution. You may call it goals, but there's always, I see this in my community, especially on the Facebook group, there's always this little bit of a fear of making those changes, of letting go of the things that don't serve us, letting go of those relationships, letting go of that job. So here you are letting go of an entire business um, and podcast and everything to do with it. And you know that's how I found you. I found you in the community of Biz Woman Rock on, in your Facebook group and was so connected to your community, met you for the very first time at PodFest 2017, which is coming up, by the way, and I will put more in the show notes, March 6th through 8th in Orlando. And here you are now with this whole shift and this whole change. So I know there's been an evolution, but how can you speak to that woman that's listening right now and is saying, I don't I don't know how to do that. I, who do I, what do I listen to? Do I listen to myself? Do I listen to other people? Like, how do I trust that? Yeah, that is a very big question. And I'll approach it really from like a 30,000 foot view because, you know, everything I just beautifully snapshot in this about like, oh, that's where it was. And this is where I am right now. Like there was an immense amount of decision-making going on during that, what amounts to about, be about a year and a half, two-year time period that um, that all of that transition really happened. And um, an immense amount of pain, an immense amount of unknowing, an immense amount of fear. I'll speak to that very specifically in just a second, but you know, my answer on such a large level of how am I supposed to navigate my life? How do I best navigate my life so that I am the creator of this life that I really love versus how do I stay doing things like, you know, stay in the life that I don't really love, but I'm too scared to let go of for a thousand different reasons. One of the biggest answers that I have for that is it's twofold. It's number one, finding and tuning into and making louder your true inner voice. And step two is having the courage to listen to her and do what she says is right for you. 
it's the one, two punch of living a really purposeful life. And, and one that I feel like is very alive and messy in that, um, and very, and can feel very uncertain. And so, you know, as a, as a couple of examples of this, I, you know, rewind two years ago, right about this time of year. Um, I, at that point was a mom of one. I was, I had had like the most successful year in my business, Biz Women Rock up to that point. And I had just created a beautiful, you know, plan for the year to triple business. And I was loving what I was doing. And, um, and then fast forward in April, um, of, uh, 2018, we found out we were pregnant with our second and it just shifted everything for me. Like all of a sudden I was like questioning everything that I up to that point had said, this is what I want. Like all of a sudden I was like, is that really what I want? I don't know if that's what I want. That seems that like all of a sudden this year, you know, the baby was due in December of 2018. And so it was sort of like, oh, well, that kind of changes like the year plan that I had and all these things that I had planned to really roll out that actually changes like logistically what I can be there and show up for and how I would execute things. And so I just got really serious about what do I really want? And, and so I guess, you know, if listening to and strengthening that inner voice is sort of step one, if you will, then a really big thing that you could do is start asking questions, asking her questions, asking your yourself questions. What do I really want? And you'd be surprised at how many people actually do not ask themselves that question or don't immediately have an answer. So they get flustered by it and then they forget. So how do we cultivate lives that we truly love? Like every part of it really love amidst the fear, amidst the non-guaranteed outcome you are willing to ask yourself, what do I really want? And then step courageously into like, okay, I know that that's the thing that I'm supposed to do. So, you know, for me, letting go of Biz Women Rock eventually and growing the Women's Meditation Network, which I know I'm not making complete sense here, but the Women's Meditation Network as a podcast and as a business was really born out of that time, me questioning, what do I really want? And that came out of, that ended up being the answer to what I really wanted in this next phase of my life with two young kids um, and with a business that I felt could make a larger impact to more women, not just women entrepreneurs, but more women through the tool of meditation to help us really get in tune with our own voices. And so it was so in line with my desire to continue to inspire and enliven women and connect women to ourselves. But it has taken a continual willingness to get clear on what it is I really want and, and what I feel really called to do, listening to that intuition, which you talk about so much. And the biggest part is having the courage to take action on that voice, having the courage to say, okay, I know that that means that I'm going to do this or I'm not going to do that anymore. And and that's terrifying. And I'm still going to show up to do that. And if I fall flat on my butt, like, okay, I'm still going to do it. You know, like taking action despite all the fears, like that is real courage. So, um, cause none of us are without the fears. Like all of us have the fear all the time. So, you know, it's, it's a practicing it. It's a muscle. You have to continue practicing. You know what? It's so true what you said, because so many people, will have that intuitive hit. So especially as I talk in terms of intuition and when I coach intuitive uh, students, they have that intuitive hit. They're like, oh, I should do that. Or 
but they don't act on it. And that is exactly what you're saying that, that, you know, that, that it has to come together because if you have the intuition and you have all those things, but you don't act on it, it's sort of just kind of, I was like floats away, Mm -hmm. but it's so hard because to listen to it, well, first of all, I think you're right. I don't think a lot of people ask like, what do I want? Because if you ask the question, what do I want? And then you get the answer, you have, you're faced with the realization that you have to make a change. And a lot of people are so comfortable in where they are that if they do ask the question, which again, like you said, I don't think they do. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm really unhappy. This is not what, this isn't serving me. I have to make, I have to make the shift and I have to make the change. So then they stay in their world of being unhappy and not being in the purpose. You know, it's interesting because I know one of the biggest things you always said in uh, when we talked about in business for women and you've helped so many, so many women. And just so you guys know, Katie has been my coach, was my coach for over two years. And I've learned so much from her and developed my passion and my business. And I really owe you so much to just be there for me and, and grow and support me in so many ways. But a lot of the things you would say then is it's always an experiment. And you would say, Tina, it's an experiment. And I'd say, should I try this? And it's sort of similar because if you are listening to that voice, you're so afraid, but you have to kind of let go and say, okay, it's an experiment. I'm going to try. And I'm mm-hmm. sure even as you step forward now on this new journey and the Women's Meditation Network and you have all these new ideas, it's still an experiment. And it's still, yeah. but you're listening from that, call it your yourself, call it from your highest good, whatever that word or intuition is, but it is listening. and then action, Doing. right? You can't do yeah. it. You can't have it, just have it and have it float around and not, you know, let it happen. Yeah. Uh, it's so true. I, uh, it's worth mentioning that I've had a lot of practice making uh, and taking action on things that were very uncomfortable and felt unsure and felt like, uh, I don't know if this is guaranteed, right? And uh, nothing is guaranteed, right? Guaranteed that you're going to die one day. Like that is literally the only guarantee that you have. So, you know, um, I've had a lot of practice at this and, and it, I feel like the more practice you have, the better you get at it because the more you're willing to say, this is an experiment, we're going to try, let me try. And if all else fit, if it fails and I land miserably on my butt, one thing I've learned from trying so much and from having so much experience um, and practice making decisions and taking action is that no matter what you do, when you move forward, if it's a quote unquote failure or success, you are now at a new point with new information to now make a new decision and to go in a different direction should you need it. So there's like no lose there. So, you know, when I was 18 years old, I can still remember this. This is such a poignant example of quote unquote tough decision-making. 18 years old. I had just, it was my first semester of college at ASU. I'm one of six kids. I got this bug up my butt during my high school years that I was not going to let my parents pay for college for me. They didn't pay for everyone. It was just sort of like they had like little bursts to give to everyone. But I was like, they're not going to pay a penny. And so little overachiever Katie and me, I got basically my whole college paid for. My entire college plus extra money, like all these scholarships, I got everything paid for on academic scholarships. And so a month into my freshman year, I was like, hmm, 
you know, I really miss softball. I was a student athlete my whole life. So I was like, I really miss softball. I'm going to try and try out for ASU's team. Go to try out. Don't make the team, which devastated me. And I was like, oh, I, I think I still really want to play. So how can I play? I just got really resourceful. Like, how can I still play? Well, I found out that I could go try out for one of the community colleges around. Ended up trying out, made it. But realized that in order for me to be eligible to play softball there, I had to be a full-time student there. And in order for me to keep my scholarship, I had to be a full-time student at ASU. So now I always met with this really big decision. What do I do? Do I stay with the guaranteed money of free college, which would probably have equaled about $60,000, probably more? Or do I follow my heart? Do I actually really want to go play softball? And I did a lot of soul searching. Do I really, really want to play? Or am I just like... Am I just missing it? Because it was a habit that I had for so many years. But I, I remember talking to my mom on the phone and my mom, beautiful, amazing, one of the most powerful women in my life said, Katie, I'm like, well, what should I do? Here are the pros and cons. And she's like, Katie, I trust you. Make the decision that's best for you. You'll be fine no matter what. And at 18 years old, I knew I still wanted to play softball. So I gave up my scholarship. My first semester, for a full ride of an entire however many years I chose to stay in college to go play softball. Now, you would think, fast forward two years, I finished playing softball over there and I had at the time, like my, pro- my thought was, I'm going to go professionally. I really love softball. I want to go play professionally. Fast forward two years, I was done. I was like, yeah, nope, not going to play anymore. And this is why I, I want to to really highlight this point. That step, now I got two years into it, and you would think that the thought came up to me, oh, I made the wrong decision two years ago to give give that whole thing up because I didn't actually achieve what I said I was going to achieve here. But I didn't feel that at all. I was like, nope, I'm at a new place. I'm a new person now. I have new information. Now, what can I do? And guess what? I got really resourceful with how I ended up paying for college the rest of those years. And it was such a unique and self-driven path that no one else had. My point being is that I, at, at 18 years old, I had massive decisions that I was making like that. And, and I feel like it got, it strengthened that muscle so much. So at the age of 39, which was when I was starting to make these decisions just a few years ago, I, it, it was like, yeah, of course. Of course, I know that that's the thing to do. Of course, I have to make that decision. Of course, I have to shut down my business because I know that that's the right thing to do. Of course, I do. So it's a conti- it doesn't mean that the fear goes away. It just is a continual practice of like, I know that's the right thing and trusting, just trusting an immense amount of trust, trusting that it's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. So getting into the practicality of it, because some people are listening and saying, okay, that sounds good. That sounds really good. I'm going to listen. But can you maybe think about some of the things that you did in a practical way that helped you? Like, was it journaling? Was it taking walks? Was it, uh, I don't know, like what for you were some of the tools that you can look back on and maybe you still use that really helped you kind of formulate, okay, this is feeling good. I'm going to do this. And I don't know the whole picture, but I'm going to, so what were some things that you can tangibly say that someone's listening going, okay, I need to make a decision too. I've had the hit. I've had the intuitive hit. I'm ready to make the action. But now I, I need some steps. I need some kind of guidelines or something that will may help me uh, in this way. 
to help really even clarify the actual, like, uh, I, this is, what do I do here? Like to, if you're still in the, I need clarity on like, what do I do or what do I really want? Or how does that really look? Meditation is still meditation and journaling are probably my two biggest go-tos for that. Sitting in silence. A lot of times it's a guided meditation. Many times it's silent, uh, just kind of setting my alarm for silence, um, for a certain amount of time. And it's just sitting. And of course the mind is always racing. And so it's just a matter of sitting and then like, okay, like really like all of a sudden just having a, oh yeah, that, oh yeah, that. A lot of times it happens in the shower. I know there's a water reason behind that. (laughs) I think you've told me that before. Um, But like going on walks, like anything to just give me the space of being out of the normal movement of life. That's probably the most important thing. The journaling is powerful for me because it allows me to physically voice and write down and fi- and visually see what my thoughts actually are which is so it's such a cool experience to like be able to literally be the author of what's going on in your life like as each sentence comes out of your head and onto the paper. And so journaling, a lot of times it will be as literal as me writing the question of like, what do I do now? I feel really uncomfortable with this. I know something needs to change. What is it? How do I change it? And then allowing whatever guidance I feel to like write the answers for me. And just like, oh, I could do this. It comes in the form of like a brainstorm. I I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. And many times in just allowing that space for some of those thoughts and ideas, like all of a sudden that, oh, I could do that. I could totally do that. I didn't even think about that. Um, And so it just, it it literally is like, give yourself space to be intentional with what you want to, like what kind of guidance you want to receive and then give yourself the space to do that through meditation, walking or, um, or journaling. And then I'll tell you the practical thing. So when you are in that space of like, I know what I need to do. So what do I practically do to do it? Many times it's prayer slash meditation to ask for the strength to do it. I, I can't even tell you like how many times I've journaled, please give me the strength to go do A, B, and C that I know that I need to do. It's patience. It's practicing patience, knowing that it doesn't have, have to happen immediately. You know, a lot of us are experiencing this at the beginning of the years of like, we we're choosing to look at things in our lives and say, okay, that actually needs to change pretty dramatically. And so it's like an immense amount of patience has to come along with that saying, it's not going to change by tomorrow at whatever transition we might want to go through and we might uh, whatever results that we might want to go towards and attract to us like it's not happening tomorrow like you got to just have patience to know that like every day i'm going to trust that i'm getting a little closer to this i'm going to trust that i'm guided to just do that a little differently and to go here instead so um and then the you know it is getting up the courage to do some of those things that need to get done in order for the changes to be made. So I'll be very open here. You know, when I transitioned my business, there there is a very real, there was a very real financial component to that. You know, Biz Women Rock at the time was the majority financial supporter of the family. My husband and I are both entrepreneurs. We've both been through many seasons of he takes care of us and then I take care of us and then he takes care of us and then I take care of us. Well, that was just the time when Biz Women Rock was really taking care of the majority of everything. And so he and I, once I got really clear about like, I think I, I think I want 
to let this go in order for this thing over here to really be birthed and um and in order for me to to take on mommying as much as I really want to. Um and so we had to have a very real conversation about well what does that mean financially? And it's not like, oh, it just it was so pretty and fairies flew above us and we're, you know, <laughs> like no, it was like really hardcore stuff. And we had to talk about I remember, you know, a couple months into um the very first time, so the answer is is that like he and I like shifted over. So like it I mean this is so real. We had the conversation of like, dude, financial responsibilities for the house. Like all of a sudden, like here's the real timeline for Biz Women Rock, like the revenue going down and the Women's Meditation Network not being up to par yet. So here's where we are. And so he's wonderful and was like, okay, cool. Like we're, we made this whole plan for how he would, uh, you know, up what what is being contributed to the household. A lot of these other cool financial things ended up like coming into our lives, which is super cool. But I remember the very first month that I did not contribute any money to the household. It was probably the first time in my life that that's happened since I was 18 years old. And I came to him and I was like jittery and I was like, oh my God, this feels so weird. I don't like this. My identity doesn't like this. I am a woman who likes to take care of myself financially. And he looked at me so beautifully and he's like, Katie, if your identity needs to pay the bills for the household, then go get more clients. But you and I are pretty darn sure that that's not really what you want to be doing right now. So why don't you just spend your time doing what you want to be doing? Right? Wow. Oh my gosh. So my point being is like, this stuff ain't pretty, you know, like these are real decisions that had to be made in order for me to quote unquote, follow my passion and follow that inner voice. Like it ain't that pretty, but you work it out. You figure out how to work it out. And I could have sat there a year prior and said, I can't let go of this business over here because it pays the bills. And I could have lived in fear, but I chose to say, how else could I make this work? And I have a husband who plays in that space with me too. So how, how can we make this work? So I guess that that's ultimately the other question. How, how can I make, if this is the vision that I have, if this is the hit that I have, if this is what I know I need to do, how? Please tell me how. You know, I love that, that you say it's not pretty because I think a lot of people think that it's going to be, you know, it's going to be easy and you're going to listen to your intuition and the angels are going to come down and Archangel Michael is going to release all your fear and bring forth your courage. And, and I look, I believe, you know, I talk to the angels, I, I bring forth spirit, but it's not right. And I always say this and I, and I say this over and over again, we choose, we're spiritual beings, but you choose a spiritual path, you choose a spiritual, your life. And it doesn't mean that your life is going to be easy. If anything, it's going to make your heart, your life a little bit more challenging because you're aware, right? So when you're aware and go, wow, I'm really unhappy. Okay, what do I want? Okay, now I need to make an action. Wow. For the people that are asleep, and I'm only saying that for terminology, when they're asleep and they're not awake and they don't really are aware of all that, they're just going on. But once you're aware that you want to make a change and you want to be happy and have a purpose in your life, then you got to take action. So it's not pretty. It's, it's not all tied up in a bow with unicorns and rainbows. Right. You know, it leads me to, we talk a lot about practicality and that's why I love what you're doing on the Women's Meditation Network because it's so practical and it speaks to so many women on such a practic, practical level. So can you share a little bit and I'm, I'm so glad that they're going to be able to hear uh, your meditation uh, on the on the next episode. We have it double coming out, so it's so exciting. How they are created and and how they are resonating with so many women. 
the intention behind the Women's Meditation Network is to give free guided meditations every single week on the podcast, but not for the sake of giving you a meditation, for the sake of giving you a tool to find a pause and allow yourself an opportunity to hear that inner voice a little louder. Allow yourself an opportunity to find peace in a moment where perhaps you don't feel very peaceful. Allow yourself to uh, feel empowered when you don't really feel very empowered. Whatever it is, it's, it, you know, like I really truly to my core believe that we as women are meant to glow, like just glow from the inside out. And there are a gazillion things every single day that dim that light or have the potential to dim that light. And so these meditations are meant to help you glow, to help you release all those things that get in the way that help you, that make you feel blocked, that are not allowing you to truly live as vibrantly as you are here meant to live here. So, so the meditations, because of that, are made to be very approachable. So I have meditations titled uh, on there. I know your your community is very well versed in meditations. You are absolutely familiar with like the chakra meditations, the you know body scan meditations, all those sorts of things. But these are a little um, these are the approach is a little different here. These are very much like, called like gratitude when things suck. You're in a fight with your spouse. Sit in appreciation of the present moment. Um, you're feeling blocked, ease into sleep. Like they're they're very real morning meditations to help you glow. Um, mommy needs a timeout. You know, they're they're very like, yes, I feel that way and need something to help me through it, or I want to feel that way. And so this meditation will help me. And um, and they're inspired mostly based on my life and what I experience. <laughs> Literally, I have a um in the weekly email that I send out for the meditations, I always have like a story behind the meditation. So it's like, this is how I got inspired to tell this story. The one that's going live tomorrow um, and will be live by the time this goes live is called um, Rewrite What is Possible. My goal is not only to help you hear that inner voice louder, but it's to truly help you step into the amazing woman and goddess that you are. So, So that's what the podcast is really all about. There, I, I I love using the tool as meditation to be able to give women that power and to allow us each to really grip onto like that courage that we're looking for the the validation that yes you're a mommy and you need a timeout too and you've been like working it hard mama you know like all of all of that stuff so um, they I've really enjoyed hearing what people's response are to them because they're they're positioned a little bit differently than I think most meditations are. That's what I love about it because I think that you're you're probably and you probably know this best you're probably getting women that have never been able to call themselves and I'm using air quotes meditator mm-hmm. and say oh my gosh this this sounds really good and I can do this I yeah. I can do this because I you know again it's always debunking the myth of meditation oh sit still find the space and clear your mind and there's all spaciousness and there's no there's no thinking. Yeah. It's, it's, Thoughts will uh, magically yeah. eradicate from your head. Yeah. No, that doesn't happen. Exactly. And so there's, you're, you're gaining so many women that are saying, oh my goodness. And I love that you say that. I love that. I love that you say, take a pause because when people, even I teach meditation, you know, during even, you know, at the center. So I, I guide meditation weekly. I'll have people come in and they're like, I can't meditate. I can't get my 
mind to clear. I can't, I'm like, and I've used that. I've said, okay, can you think of it as a pause? And they're like, well, where's my mind supposed to be? And they're still hanging on to what yeah. they think is supposed to be. Yeah. So you're opening up an entire genre of women to allow themselves to step into this world and let go of the language, let go of the language of how it's supposed to be, let go of the language of how it's supposed to look or, you know, you know, a lot of the times you'll say lay down or sit, or you don't have to sit in Lotus, you don't have to sit, you know, and I love that. And I think one of, I think one of the funniest ones that I remember is, um, what did you call it? Have a fight with your spouse? Did you just... You're in a fight with your spouse. <laughs> I love it because it just reminds, well, only because it's just, it just shows you if you're listening, you're hearing these titles that I can relate to this. Yeah. Wow. I can relate to that. I can relate to that. And so that's what I love it. It's so relatable and you're getting so many, I know you're getting so much feedback. I mean, I know you've shared with me sometimes one woman just sharing with you how impactful it has been in her life and how it means to you. And I think I know you when you record those podcasts that you're really recording it for that one woman, Mm -hmm. that one woman, not for the masses. The masses are beautiful because people will, and there'll be more and more people, more and more women. But that one woman that goes, oh my God, she hears me. I needed that today. Yeah. Yep, exactly. I had, um, I take requests all the time. And I had a woman who had requested an inner child meditation. And the story behind it is that she gave me a little bit of reason, but not too much. It was just like, hey, I could use one. And I didn't do it because inner child, med- that's some heavy stuff, you know, like that's some heavy stuff to be able to create. So I avoided it for months. And then I got like two, three, four more requests for inner child meditations. And at the beginning of the meditation itself, I dedicate the meditation to her and the other ladies who had requested it. And um, she just wrote me an email last week and was just like, I have been waiting to, (laughs) I've been waiting to listen to the meditation. I saw it come up a couple of weeks ago when it went live and I haven't been ready to listen to it. And I finally listened to it and I heard my name in the dedication and I wept because I finally felt like, oh my God, thank God she heard me. Not because I took her her request, but because... And she goes, the meditation was beautiful. I could not have asked for anything more. I really needed to work some stuff out. And it was very deliberately created where it wasn't just so heavy, but you know, it ended really light and beautifully. And, and thinking about you know, reminding yourself of all the joy that you felt as a kid and all the, the freedom and all that sort of stuff. But like that, it's like that. Like I remember that. And that's... I, every time I sit down, I'm super conscious of like, okay whether that particular one has been requested or not, or if it's just one that I created that I was in the situation for, I'm like, please let this connect with every woman who has felt this way right now. You know, I'm super conscious of that. I love that. Well, I can't wait to share a meditation with my community and we'll do that. So make sure that you listen to the next episode. Um, But before we go there, can you just share where you are, how people can find you? And then I know you do have a, on your website. So share your website because I know you also have, if people want to just start meditating and how they can do that as well. Yeah. Um, it's at womensmeditationnetwork.com. Um, I have a couple things there that would be helpful. So I have uh, a seven-day meditation challenge that is perfect. It's seven bucks. You know, you just basically get in the habit of meditating every single day. The meditations I send to you via email every single morning are 
really easy to do. You just sit back and press play. Um, and then I have a sleep bundle, a peaceful sleep bundle. So if a lot of people are actually pretty surprised by the fact that, oh, wait, you can listen to meditations to go to sleep. <laughs> yes, it's allowed. So I have a bundle there that you um, that you can get to that would be helpful if you know, you're having a hard time sleeping and you want to be able to use long, you know, winding meditations in order to do that. So, And then I'm also very active on Instagram, either by my name, Katie Kermitsos, or at womens.meditation.com network. And you'll find a lot of other really cool inspirational stuff there in addition to the podcast. I love it. Well, I could talk to you forever. I know that so many women are going to find you if they haven't already. And I just love your, I just love your story. I love that the whole, it, it can be messy, but when you really listen and you really trust, then you can really step into who you truly want to be and have that support. Before I let you go, I want to ask you, even though this whole conversation has been about intuition, but can you think of something you want to share where you really listen to your intuition? Uh, like you had that real intuitive hit. I know we talked about the podcast and we talked about even changing the position, but even something else, maybe something you haven't thought about that you listen to your intuition, you listen to that intuitive hit. Recently. Yeah. Oh my, like literally every single day there's something. <laughs> um, the most recent that I'm thinking of is in this moment that we're talking, it's the third week of January, I think. Last week, we had just come off of the holiday break. We had flown in from Arizona. I was really excited to get back into the routine of everything. Really excited for my daughter to go back to school. Really excited for my baby to go back to her sitters so mama could sort of like establish a routine and actually have some alone time. And just a few hours after we stepped off the plane, my older daughter got sick with the flu, which basically meant like all of last week was like with the kids sickness. And this week we were scheduled to go to Mexico for a little bit of a vacation, like just a quick, you know, three day vacation. And every single day I was sort of like, should we go? Should we not? Should we go? Should we not? Let's see how everyone is. And there's a lot of logistics as to why this, um, you know, about who takes care of the kids and all that stuff when we're gone. But um, on Sunday, my husband and I both were just sort of talking and I was like, no, it's not the right, it's not the right time to go. It's just not the right time to go. And we canceled the trip. And knowing this is just the power of the intuition is like, I just knew, like, I know that that's the right answer. And if I can, I, I, in knowing I can let go of everything that that means of letting go of that trip. Like, no, it's just the right answer. It's the right thing. So none of that means anything anymore. So just an immense amount of lightness in that, you know, just following that, making the decision, having the courage to make the decision and just like allowing that. And it's super light. So it's like, great, cool. Okay. Not going to Mexico, but also not a lot of chaos that we need to work through in order to go to Mexico this week. So yeah. yeah. So that's that. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. I love having you. Thank you. It has been such a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. I know you loved it as much as we did. Now, before you go, a few things. One, go head over to Women's Meditation Network, check out the website and subscribe. Number two, the next episode is Katie's live meditation she did with us. You're not going to want to miss it. And number three, I want to remind you, Spirit Sisters Retreat is coming up in April, April 19th to the 24th. I'll leave the information below. Go check out our Facebook page. We have currently 
four spots open. If you've always wanted to go on a yoga and healing retreat, now is your time. Many blessings. Blessings.